Hi, I'm Aaron, and welcome to the Slim, Fitty, and Biggie Committee podcast, where me and my best friends, Danny and Matt, take a deep dive into hip-hop, the genre that has formed an integral part of our lives. Please like, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram at the underscore Slim, Fitty, Biggie Committee, and stay tuned for any upcoming podcast news. Coming up on today's show, I caught up with Shelley Banks. She's one of the great young artists who is gracing the genre with rhymes and flows, and it was a real pleasure for me to speak to her about her new album, Mood. You might even pick up her manager jumping in at the end of the interview as I uncover an unreleased track that Shelley cannot wait to drop. But before I say too much, let's get into it. All right, well, welcome to the Slim Fitty Big Committee podcast. We've got Shelly Banks coming through, so up-and-coming female hip-hop artist who just released her first EP, Mood. So definitely check yeah. it out. Um, was kind enough to come through. So I don't know, we've been messaging for a few months now because I got in touch with you a while ago. You you let me know, like, hold on, I've got some music coming out. So obviously good timing now. So how was that? in terms of releasing that album? Uh, releasing the album was actually a pretty long process because I'm like a, I have OCD, so I need everything to be perfect. And um, even though it's like, you know, six songs, I really put like my all into my music. So uh, it took a while and I started working on the videos for it, but I got two of them down uh and then I wasn't really feeling it so I did another video like I redid a video for it and it went perfect uh so I want to kind of dive back into my EP move videos but right now um I have another song that uh, I just came up with and recorded and it got some attention on Twitter a lot of attention on Twitter um because of a I guess because of a negative comment that I said, but um, it got a lot of attention. Uh, all publicity is good publicity. And right now I'm kind of focused on putting that out and working on the music video for that. Uh, it's kind of a twerk song, so it's gonna be kind of wild and whatnot. Uh, so I need to really focus on everything for the video and the dropping of it. What was that line? What was the controversial line? What was the, the one that got you the attention? Uh, so it was a song that I was, so I was basically like going under all of my favorite artists pages on Twitter and commenting my video of my song. And somebody said that I sounded like Megan Thee Stallion, which I really, really appreciate but I don't like because I work too hard to sound like another artist so um people started saying like I sound like Megan Thee Stallion and um I said something back like well Megan Thee Stallion sounds like Megan Thee Stallion so let that be that and all of her you know all of the Stallion fans came and oh don't ever come for Megan and all of that but then you had some people, because everyone was retweeting it, you got some people who was like, hey, I, I'm really feeling this. So it was kind of crazy to see, like, people would literally say anything on the internet. But um, it was good to see that I have some people who are looking forward to this song because I'm, I'm excited about it. I had fun writing it. Um, so, I mean, I guess it was... It was a new thing for me to have so much attention. The video got, it's at like 41K views right now. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, yeah, it is a lot. So, And they only heard like the rough version. They didn't even hear the final version. So I just can't wait to put it out so they can say like, oh, this sounds nothing like Megan. This is Shelly. How do you deal with that? Like, you know, people actually having a go because uh, like when you're in your, the early stages of your career, you're not really prepared for, you know, people going, you know, back off and like negative criticism, like most people are quite supportive. So how did you find, you know, realizing that in reality, there are still heaps of people who, for whatever reason, think that 
what they should do is have a go at you? Um, well, I handled the situation as if like, I guess I responded to only certain comments. I mean, some of the people were just saying the same thing. Some people thought they knew me, uh, and I don't even use Twitter, so they don't really know me at all. So I just commented on certain, uh, comments and thank people who said that the song sounded good, uh, for the people who were negative. I mean, I guess I cursed some of them out, but then it, it just got tiring. So I'm like, if this is what celebrities deal with all day, then, hey, I'm just smiling at the hate. So, Yeah. It's strange because they still give you attention. Like, they actively spend time to get mad at you. And that, that yes, never has made sense to me. Like, you know, focus on the good and don't, like, if, no need to focus on someone. Like, if you don't like their music, that's fine. Just move on. Go find something that you like. There's no need to curse someone out. Growing up, because you grew up in Chicago, what was your childhood like? Like, when was your exposure to hip-hop? So, um, actually, so my childhood, I was, like, a good girl, I would say. Uh, I was one of the kids who was always in in my books, always in the house, always never missed a day of school. Um, and at a young age, I started, I made the decision myself at about maybe 11 or 12 to start going to church. And I got in the choir and I started uh, playing the drums and I started directing the choir. So music was always with me. Um, I started writing poetry when I was about seven um, and I wrote, I wrote a couple of songs when I was, um, before I joined the choir, but um, I didn't really start like taking it serious, serious and like recording until 2017, I would say. Um, when I had a friend who had his own studio in the house and I would, hear him recording other people and the beats that they were recording over I would like record uh, not record but I would rap to the beat in my head with my own lyrics so one day I just said I'm about to find the beat and I'm about to write a song and I'm about to record it and I did that and I did the video and it was it was a really good turnout the first song the first video it was a really good turnout the song is called best of me it's on everything the video is on youtube um pretty dope uh and ever since then oh i also have family who's into music i have a big sister who she just raps silly things all the time and um i think she wants i think like in a lifetime she wanted to be like serious about it but life hits you when you have children and all of that just stops. So yeah, I actually asked my sister yesterday if she wanted to get on the song with me. What'd she say? And she's 40 and she was like, uh, what do you want me to say? Like, I want you to be crazy, like how you are. So maybe we can get a song from my 40 year old sister. Hey, age, <laughs> age is just a number. Like, it is. <laughs> the same as actors. You see actors start their career at like 50, 60, 70. So there's no reason why you can't have a hip-hop artist that starts at 40. There's nothing wrong with that. I think, you know, even looking at perspective, someone who's lived 40 years versus someone who's, you know, in their 20s, late 20s to early 30s, different perspective versus like having kids and stuff like that. So, hey, I'm... Um, I'm all for it. I'm all for more people getting into hip hop. How do you think, like, as as a young child, when did you become aware that hip hop was a genre of music or was that always around? So my sisters are 15 and 16 years older than me. So I was always around it. They grew up listening to Missy and Beyonce and... Uh, Snoop Dogg and Tupac and Biggie, Lil' Kim. So I'm actually a fan of all of those people. Um, Lil Wayne. Um, so uh, I've always been around the music and I've always liked to dance as a kid. So of course, dance ties into hip hop. Um, 
I used to sit in front of my bed and and watch Sierra and Shakira and Beyonce and just literally mimic the movements and that's that's what I wanted to do. I knew I knew from a child that that's what I wanted to do, just mimicking what I saw on TV. Just music wise, or just like you were just like I just want to dance the whole shebang, like because I've always I've always was writing as a child. But I never like telling my parents like, oh, I want to be a rapper as a child is not something that I ever felt comfortable doing because my parents were big on you need to go to school, you need to go to college and you need to find a job. And that's what I did. I went to school, graduated, went to college, graduated and I found a job. But music was just still poking me like you need to do this, too. So I started doing it and my mother and my father actually supports my music 100%. So it turned out good. What did you do at college? Like, what did you study? I studied behavioral health and wellness at Illinois Institute of Technology. Awesome. So do you think that your drive, like your parents' drive for education and making sure that obviously you have an education, you go through the steps of high school, college and getting, getting a job, Do you think that's impacted your ability to make music, like whether positive or negative? Um, I mean, I would say I have very nice wordplay, if that's what you're getting (laughs) at. Um, I definitely know how to write an essay and um, yeah, somewhat. It's interesting because a lot of artists drop out of high school and they pursue music from a really young age, you know, in their early teens and then they don't go on to go to college or anything like that um and it's interesting the journey that people go on because at some point you still have to study whether it's you study hip-hop or you study something else and you learn the skills of understanding how language works when you when you were a kid you said you went to church like you chose to go to church was church something big in your family or was that something that you felt close to uh so I, so I was in church, but then I stopped going to church. I mean, being a Christian was big in my family, but my parents were separated. So <clears throat> I was sort of a, I'm with my mom, but I'm with my dad on the weekends. And uh, my mom never wanted to go to church. So I just kind of forced my dad to take me to church on the weekends since I was with him on the weekends. Um, it wasn't that big uh but my mom was big on praying uh she i guess had her connections with god through just reading the bible which is totally fine and i mean that's how i am now uh but i guess now i'm more into my spiritual side i mean i still love god but um some of the things that i see christians do and some of the stuff that I read in the Bible is just like, how did, how is this even making sense? So um, I trust in the Lord, but I'm just with my spirituality. Yeah, taking your own path. Yeah. Do you find that you are looking into different forms of spirituality rather than just, you know, Christianity? Or is it just for you just a state of being? Um. I feel like it's just a state of being. I'm not really looking into anything else because I only believe in God. So uh, I do let people do terror readings on me, though. <laughs> <laughs> and and I get pretty good feedback. So, hey, I ask the same questions, too. I literally ask the same questions in my terror readings. Like, um, they ask me to ask, like, open-ended questions like, uh, what steps do I need to do this? Or what do you see in my future? And it's always like, you're going to be a big star. Every time, even people who don't know me. So <laughs> it must be a vibe. It must be a vibe. It must be in the cards, yes. literally. Obviously going to church, you're like, you know, growing up in in learning how to sing and command in terms of understanding musically structure where do you go from there so obviously at some point you'd leave the church and there's a gap between leaving the church and actually starting 
like a hip hop career? Well, I I left church um, when I started college, actually, because college was a lot. Um, when I graduated high school and went to college, it was it was hard. I failed three classes. I was like, what is this? I was not prepared. I have too much time on my hands and I'm sleep most of the time. <laughs> like I I was doing bad. But then like with the scholarships that I had from school, from high school, um, I was able to retake those classes and like get my stuff together. And honestly, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't, uh, I haven't been back to church since. But with music, like in college, I was still writing not so much songs, just like stories. I was writing a book at one point, uh, but I never even finished it. Um, I don't think it was really a gap when I left church because music always stayed with me. It was more so I'm not performing anymore. Mm. Uh, like I used to. So actually in college, I joined the dance team and then my, I think it was my senior year, um, I became president of that dance team and I ran that dance team. So I still had some connection with music. I was dancing it out, I guess. Uh, but once I graduated college, I was like, I'm ready to do other stuff like I'm ready to do everything that I want to do so that's when I jumped back that's when I jumped into the studio yeah basically. so you felt that like you now had control of your own life like you no longer had to go down that path that was set out before you yeah I, I just felt like I had to graduate like that was number one because if I didn't then I just would have disappointed my parents and I have I feel like I am a I'm a role model in my family. I have 10 nieces and nephews and I have a niece who just graduated college and she's a occupational therapist. Mm -hmm. um, so and I have another niece who's in college. So I'm that's what she wants to do. I mean, she doesn't want to do music. She wants to be in school. So it's just I mean, my family is big on education and I see why because of what's happening in the world. So, um, yeah, I'm a role model. I just stuck it through school and now um, I'm doing music, doing other stuff. And so do you think that drive for education, does that come from your parents? Like uh, what, are, what are they currently doing? Did they miss out on opportunity or how was their yeah. growing up? they did not have an education. So that that's basically what that was. And then my older sisters also encouraged me to get an education because they were so much older. So yeah, my parents didn't, they didn't really have an education and they met in like, uh, what is it? When you drop out of high school and go to, yeah, to, they got their GED together. So <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> and so when you're getting into music, obviously the idea of music is very different to like the reality of it. There goes, you know, as you said, you've got to make music videos and you've got to do a lot of promotion. How did you find kind of realizing that making music was more than just being in the studio and writing songs? This shit is hard. <laughs> That's what I realized. <laughs> like, you gotta, you gotta do something to pop to people nowadays. Like it's literally not about talent no more. It's not about like what you saying. Now it's about how you look. Now it's about, it's about what you saying, but nowadays people just saying the dumbest stuff and it's catching people attention, which I mean, that's not a bad thing, but I feel like I'm lyrical. And I, I really have to think about what I say. So um, it's, it's hard. Like, I, I mean, I know what to do to get people to watch. I know what to do to pop, but some of that stuff is not who I am. So, and my, like, to me, I'm just gonna be myself and continue to work hard. I feel like people haven't really seen who I am yet because I haven't really put it out there. Um, 
with my past music videos, I feel like I haven't been really prepared. So since since the I guess scene was half ass, now I'm feeling half ass. So this next music video, I know it's gonna rock. The song is hard. Uh, I just know that it's gonna take a lot of promotion. It's gonna take a lot of hard work, time, all of that, and I'm ready for it. Yeah. Well, they say it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool, though. That's cool. So uh, do you think that, obviously, with the promotion, like, obviously, the the huge move in female hip-hop, especially in the last two to three years, we can see it really has developed off the back of people like Nicki Minaj coming through. You've got Azealia Banks. And now you've got the Cardi B wave of like, you know, really popping. Do you think that that has put pressure on female artists to show more skin and to kind of go towards that more sexualized brand? Yes. (laughs) Um. I do feel that way, but I do feel like there are other artists out there who show you that that's not what you have to do, like Janae Aiko, and I love her so much because she is me and I am her. (laughs) I say this all the time. Like, she is just, that is my favorite female artist. Like, she does not always show skin. Um, She is a very powerful woman. She's been through a lot and she puts that through her music and like in her music videos, like she's not always, you know, shaking her butt and and doing none of that stuff. Like she's a cool, mellow chick and I love that about her. So I do, I do feel like it puts pressure on the women because you don't see a lot of women like that uh, doing that. I, I really can't name another person who, would do a music video fully clothed or a performance fully clothed so because i mean you don't see men having to do that i think that's yeah the contrast men have it easy yeah especially in hip-hop it is obviously still a male-dominated industry but like you look at men have always expressed their sexuality you always talk about you know how many women they sleep with that's always been a part of hip-hop and then now you've got women coming through and then for whatever reason getting backlash even though they're trying to do what the men have been doing for like (laughs) 40 years it makes no sense but the it it is interesting to me to see that what people are looking at first is what you look like and that is a real challenge especially for people coming up yeah I agree and I do feel like men have it easier like we got to we got to do everything. It, it goes to hair, nails, makeup, the right outfit, shoes. And I feel like men just put on an outfit, maybe a hat, and that's it. Yeah, like, a, hoodie, a hoodie, some nice sneakers, and, yes. and a hat, and they're good to go. Yes, don't even have to show their hair if they don't want to. Like, well, to be fair, it's very easy to style male hair. You know, it just practically looks the same all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you think kind of, because there's the the challenge as well that some people claim that they that like male voices are very deep and hip hop comes from like a grimy kind of like, there's that gangster part of hip hop. And then some of the critique is that in female hip hop, the, the voices aren't that deep. Do you feel like that's like just people just having a go rather than actually being like, just be open to it? I don't know. I've never really heard that, but I would agree. I do like deep. (laughs) Um, I like Pop Smoke and um, DMX and people like that. So, I mean, I do agree. Um, I, I feel like females do try to do that, though, because I feel like I have a deep voice sometimes um, when I'm rapping. And I like to make, you know, that little effect, that man effect that people put on their verses, like, it catches attention. So I agree, but 
Um, it's hard because you have to change your voice to do that, yeah, right? I, I mean, like, I do feel like women do have to change their voices multiple times in their songs to, yeah, make it pop. That's what Nicki Minaj does too. Yeah, I mean, like even comparing us, like I can't rap at all. I'm just going to say straight away, Ooh. I have no musical talent, but, you know, just even comparing our voices in general, for me to stay deep, it's easier versus for you to come down to my level. I just wouldn't be able to reach, like, your melodic tones because in your music you've got really nice melody. Like, you've got, like, series, which is more of, like, your R&B vibe and you've really got melody. So it's impressive to see not only that you can do bars but you can also have a song that is based on more of a sing and more of like a a melodic version i do like to like i mean i sang in the choir so i do like to sing even though i really can't like sing for real but i do like to show that i can do other um styles of music i feel like i can get on any kind of beat um and do a song like it could be a beat from a different country or a whole different genre. Like, I feel like I could probably get with the vibe of the song, the vibe of what the artist is talking about and easily just write something to it. Especially if I can relate to the song. Um, I find features very easy to write. So, yeah. Why do you think that is that you find features easy to write? Um, mainly because every time I hear a song, I'm always wondering how I would sound on the song. Like, especially if I really like a beat. Like, I heard this Rico Nasty just came out with a new song. And I just felt like that song was me. Everything she said was me. Like, everything. So I'm, like, in my head, writing my own lyrics to her vibe basically do you just find that the way they make their song kind of gives you an idea of how you should be doing it or what and then you can be like how I should be doing it but if I were ever asked to be on like a big feature I'd know exactly what to do but I feel like I would never disappoint an artist if I was writing a feature for them yeah, that makes sense. Do you do you have anyone that you would love to work with? Like someone right now where you're like, I know I've made it if I work with this person. Just one? Well, I mean, we know there's so <laughs> many superstars, but is there like one where you're like, you've got a soft spot for them where you're like, uh, this would just, you know, it's it's kind of a dream come true. Drake. Drake. Period. Drake. <laughs> well, Drake, hit Shelly Banks up. Hit her up. Please. Yeah. So if you listen to this podcast, and I hope you do, Drake, this is a personal message (laughs) out to you. Hit Shelly Banks up. She'd love to feature in. As we saw, as we saw, you can do melody as well as spitting bars. Yes. Just like Drake. Just like Drake. (laughs) (laughs) And because I was going to ask you as well, because you have a, a track, Chicago. Um, how was it growing up in Chicago? There's obviously a lot of what's spoken about Chicago rather than what is reality. How did you find growing up in the city of Chicago? Um, um, I would say it's kind of like how my song explained it. Like I've seen everything that could happen. Um, I've heard about everything that could happen. Uh, but I just never really personally went through that stuff. Um, the only thing I could personally say I went through is my sister. One of my sisters is incarcerated right now. And she's been incarcerated since 2007. So um, that's the only thing that like stereotype, I guess, about Chicago that's really happened in my life. But um, growing up, my mom kind of kept uh, me safe. Uh, I was always in the house. Uh, My mom was strict. She always knew where I was. Um, And I was, even though like my family was big on school, it's not like I wasn't enjoying that. Like I love school. I love learning. So I wasn't really too much 
for outside kid, you know, um, experimenting with stuff and doing stuff that I wasn't supposed to be doing. I mean, I, I did sneak out, but that was for boys. You know, that wasn't for like other stuff yeah. that <laughs> people not supposed to do. Yeah. And so obviously looking at, at it now with kind of the backdrop of we just had the election, um, obviously Biden won, which I think the whole, it feels like from Australia, it was so televised here that the whole country kind of was a sigh of relief in a strange way. Like I don't think we've seen for for a long time a country really just kind of really anxious. It felt like there was a lot of tension um, running through the states and now it feels like that people are starting to, you know, realise that it's not all horrendous and that there is, you know, hopefully some bright light moving forward. Yeah, um, stuff has calmed down, but I've been seeing a lot of stuff. Uh, a lot of people are mad. A lot of, I've been seeing Trump supporters walking up to people and just saying, hit me for no reason. Like, I mean, none of that stuff happened in Chicago because I wish somebody would, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been seeing some stuff. It, it's crazy how how this election was period this was the craziest election that i've ever seen in my life um with this man like trying to sue like like what like have you first of all he wasn't even supposed to be the president like you're a tv star yeah and now you run the country it's crazy well, it, it's strange to me because obviously he came off the back of a historic president, Barack Obama, first African-American to be in office, uh, have the highest seat. And then the the move backwards in terms of socially where it went, like we went from progress and then to real conserv- conservative belief. It's It kind of didn't make sense in terms of where we're going. But now at least we have... You know, a female in office, uh, uh, someone yeah. who comes from, you know, her parents are from India as well. Like, so I think that hopefully we can continue progress. I think diversity in all forms needs to be welcomed rather than shut down. Exactly. And so, so for you, because obviously you've got in the backdrop throughout your high school, like every when growing up in Chicago, you know there's a lot of violence. What do you think causes that? And what do you think is the way moving forward to obviously stop that happening as frequently as it does? Um, I feel like people just need to be heard and people just need to be treated correctly. Uh, I feel like it's violence everywhere. So... Um, it's not really, Chicago is not really how people really make it seem. I mean, we rap about it and all of that, but it's a beautiful city. I love my city. Um, it's not really how everybody portray it to be. Even when I go to other states, people are like, oh, you from Chicago. Oh, you, no, like just chill. Like, I, I can pop off if you want me to, but like, it's not really that serious. Like we, we chill people. We just, we just want to be heard. We just want to express ourselves. And sometimes we feel like we can't do that. So people act out and express themselves in a violent way. Yeah. And I think that that's a big thing Obviously, I spoke to Triz as well, who grew up in LA and grew, grew up around you know, the Bloods and the Crips as well. And he also mentioned that part of it is a lack of expression and the 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 feeling as though your voice doesn't matter. And I think that, you know, the more conversations we have, the more opportunities we give to people to speak and kind of hear their perspective, I think the better everyone will be. I agree. And so how do you find, obviously taking it back to, to music, how do you find getting beats i hear beat getting beats is the hardest job like away from promoting away from all that that actually finding a beat that you feel is the hardest thing that you have to do finding beats is difficult and um 
I kind of steered like so when I first started I think my first beat wasn't to like a song that was already out but then I started you know doing freestyles to the songs that were out because I like those beats uh but then like you know finding beats on YouTube and then you got to deal with all of that drama so now you got to find a beat that you really like because you got to pay for it. So I, I actually find myself spending hours on listening to beats and uh, I use beat stars now to look for beats. I get a lot of emails and stuff and people send me beats um, from for free actually. Uh, but you know, those beats are not always good. And I have to really, really feel the beat. Like I've listened to a beat for 40 seconds before I'm like, no. That's pretty long. It. I won't, yes. Even for me, I won't give songs that long. I'll give it, what, maybe five, 10 seconds. I'll wait to hear the drop. And if the drop's no good, I'm I'll wait like, to hear the drop. Yeah. yeah. And if it drop's so no good, I'm out. Hard. I even fall asleep listening to beats. So. It's difficult. Yeah. Do you find that if you fall asleep to a beat, that's not the one for you? Uh-huh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, most of the time I'm just high, so I'm falling asleep anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I knew the answer to that question as soon as, like, for obviously people listening, but you should have seen the eyes that I got. As soon as I said, is finding beats hard? I got big eyes like, yes. Yeah, like yeah. it's very hard. So for anyone who wants to be a hip-hop artist or wants to get into music, understand that it is really difficult because it's strange. There's so many big artists and they have so many beats that they can choose from. They have all these producers that will work with them and then coming up, what you want is good beats. And so do you think that that's where the freestyles come in, where you take a beat from somebody else and you just go for it? Yeah, because... It's like you you heard the song already and the song is popping and like it gets hyped. So especially like when other people start doing their freestyles, you're like, oh yeah, I'm about to I'm about to kill this. I'm about to do my own freestyle. So yeah. Um and I and I like to do freestyles to like all different genres. So like I think I only got two of the same artists freestyle beats, but um, I like, I even went back to a Missy, I mean, not Missy, a Lil' Kim uh, beat that I did a freestyle to, like, all genres. Do you ever feel like you'll release, like, more of a boom bap album? Obviously, right now, we've got, like, a trappy vibe. Everybody's doing a trap beat with the hi-hats. Do you ever feel like you might go back and explore more of that boom bap classic sound? Actually, yes, because... I- Like I said, I asked my sister to get on a beat and I wanted it to be a Missy inspired beat. Um, I wanted, I needed, um, I asked Jade to remix past, but not even that one. You remember I asked Overnight Celebrity. I, oh my God. Oh, the the Twister Kanye. Yeah, I love that track. That instrumental is unbelievable. It is crazy. I would love to do some type of chopped and screwed beat or something to that. Yeah, I, like I think the the boom bap is kind of like the the classic boom bap is kind of fading out a little bit. Obviously, you've got more underground artists who still do boom bap, but I always like to see an artist that does a trap beat and a boom bap beat. And like like you said, you like to show your range. And it would be awesome to see the different range that you can get on more of like a classic beat. And then you do more of a modern beat and it gives you that flexibility. Yeah, for sure. And when you were writing, did you have to study in terms of hip hop artists? Is there anyone you went back and was like, all right, let me see how they did it. Let me listen to these tracks and go, okay, now I understand the flow of a verse. I understand the flow of like a line, punchlines, all that kind of stuff. Um, not really. Uh, I listen to old school music, so I already know, like, the flows and everything. Like, I just feel like old school music is, like, in my vibes already. So 
right into an old school beat, I feel like it'll be pretty easy. Um, I love all of the, like, I love Busta Rhymes, and I love how crazy and fast and slow he can get. Like, I love all the rhythms. So um, I wouldn't say it was it, it's difficult. I would love to do it like a, like how Tory Lanez did his, his album with all of those remixes to the old songs. Like, I would like to do something like that. Yeah. I think that that's always good. The challenge you come up against, though, is that you go head to head with old classic songs. So you got to make sure that yours is better. Yeah. That's the hard part. Yeah. That's true. Because obviously you can spit as well. Like you've got the ability to change up your flow. Like exposing me is like a faster flow. And then you've got slower flows. Like, so that's my favorite song personally of yours, exposing me just speeding hard. Like you just go for it. I, I'm like a sucker for aggressive hip hop. That's just the music that I like personally. But um, how did you work on flows? Like, how did you work on, all right, let me get this out real quick and then let me slow it down and make it real clear. So, okay, I am big on flows. Like, I love, uh, I love switching my my flows. Um, I think it's like a puzzle. Like, I feel like it's fun to me to try to come up with a different flow to the same beat. Like, some songs are okay with the same flow but I like to get creative most of the time and um switch it up a little bit I love rapping fast but I find that people tell me that I rap too fast sometimes and they can't understand me I just think of flows like a puzzle it's like really fun to me basically um I I like puzzles period so um Flows are great. Uh, I I rather rap fast than slow because I feel like I have a lot to say yeah. <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> um, and I do love to rap aggressively, but I I I get negative feedback on that sometimes, like. One person asked me, why does it sound like you're arguing with somebody on the song? And I'm like, because I am. Like, duh. That's the point. But I guess some people don't get it. Yeah, well, I'm a fan of that 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 side of your music. I'm, uh, like, I really like when you go for it. I, I like, I don't know. I think it it just shows more personality in a way. It shows, like, really grit. And I'd just like to see people go for it. So, hey, I'm going to give you positive feedback if you ever get negative on on you going fast. <laughs> like, I'm a sucker for fast as well. Like, I love hearing just, even if I cannot understand, like, Twister. Um, like, I, I like listening to Twister and I cannot understand half of what he says. <laughs> it is so fast. And I just go, he could be saying the best thing in the world and I have no idea, but it sounds good. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, I think you meet that balance of I can understand what you're saying, but also it's fast enough for you to be like, all right, now you're actually really speeding it up. Yeah. I don't know. I just like to also, like, if I do a freestyle to a beat, I also like to make it very different from what the original artist did. So, like I said, not like, especially if I know the song. You know, like when you know a song and like you listen to the beat, like it's hard to try not to rap the same flow as the artist. So I I really like switching up the flow, period. And at the same time, you don't want to be like copying the same flow because you might as well listen to the original artist anyway. Exactly. And so how do you balance, obviously, before we started recording, we spoke about you know, you work um, and you help autistic children, you do therapy with them. How do you balance, like, work but also a music career? Um, well, my whole job knows that I'm a rapper. Uh, <laughs> they <laughs> listen to my music too. So crazy. But uh, even my clients listen, like, their parents listen. But um, 
they know that that this is my other side so they're pretty like flexible with you know what I do and I and I try not to have to like call off work or do things so I try to put like work in the morning and leave my Hannah Montana side to the night and the weekends (laughs) do you do you feel like you know that obviously there will be a point where it's one or the other um no uh because my goal in life is to when I become like Shelly Bangs um rich and famous and all that good stuff um I do still want to like help autistic children like I want to open up my own facilities and uh my own centers and fund them basically and still help that's awesome that's like really noble and obviously you can like I can see seeing like you you really care about it so um yeah it's awesome to see it feels like sometimes the impression of hip-hop artists is not the reality of who they are as individuals do you ever feel like that the people who see your music videos and see you on instagram doesn't represent you and like what you stand for as a person as well yeah because and i also don't put that stuff out there like i mean i don't mind people knowing like oh she's a therapist she works with kids like i don't mind but like is a lot of other stuff that I do that people don't know. Like I work in forest preserves and I'm licensed to chainsaw any tree in Illinois that I want. Like I can do that stuff. Like I know how to make a pizza from scratch. Like (laughs) I could do a lot. Like I can shoot a gun. I got great aim right in the forehead if I wanted to like, I do a lot. I like to read. I like to learn. I like to skate. I like to help the community. I like to volunteer. Um, I love nature. I'm a forest girl. So I used, I worked for this uh, company called Student Conservation Association. And we were just doing all kinds of stuff, like taking trips and just experiencing nature, period. Um, and I got to meet a lot of nice people during that experience. So it's a lot of stuff about me that people don't know. Um, and I mean, some of that stuff I, I put in my music and people might not catch, but hey, that's their fault. <laughs> that's on them. Yeah, you got you yeah. to pay attention. I, yeah, I just think, you know, speaking to you, it's so interesting to me that as an individual, you have more than just hip hop. Like you have so many things in your life that give you purpose. And I think that that will continue to fuel you because I can see that it's not just fame and it's not just fortune that you're going for. You're going for more than that. And I think that that is uh, quite rare in terms of when people start. They All they look at is for like the cash, the notoriety. They like the the fun stuff, but they don't look for how they can help others. And I feel that way too, like, and this isn't just only with me, like, I have all of my friends are trying to ride this wave, like, they're going to ride my wave and they're going to support and they want to do the same things, like, two of my friends want to, and I want to be a part of this as well, we want to open up homeless shelters because I hate seeing homeless people outside and I don't feel like it's fair to them that they're homeless and they don't have help, so we want to open up like I wouldn't say a project building more so like a community just for homeless people and we want to do it with shipping container um shipping containers basically you know though you can build yeah. a house out of shipping containers and I just think that's a marvelous idea and we're just going to go with it I like I can't I think you'll you'll definitely do it it sounds like you know you're motivated and the passion is there that like it's not fake that's the the real side and it's it's cool for me and a privilege for me to be able to see that side of you a side that obviously you know is not always shown in like music videos and that side of it so um i think if anybody cares about that side of things whether it's conservation for environment or helping you know people in your own community 
get in touch. I think that, you know, the more people that start to to do those things, the the more benefits we'll see across the globe. I agree. And I appreciate that. <laughs> so what do you think is next for you in music? What what is your next step? Like you released your EP. Now what's what's next after that? Um next is my song Shake It Some More. Um I'm trying to I'm really working hard on just getting everything that I need to make this video exactly how I'm picturing it in my head. And um, the song is great. So I know the music video will be great. I got a lot of people behind it and I'm looking forward to it. So uh, with the attention that I got from that, hopefully people will just pay more attention and then go to like my, (laughs) go to my, you know, other music, my EP, and fill me out. And so if you weren't in doing music right now, if you weren't in hip-hop, do you think that you would just be pursuing your your current career or do you think that there would be something else that you would be doing creatively or, or anything like that? Probably modeling. I, I was modeling in college too because um, all my life my... I grew up with my aunties telling me you should be a model or my mama telling me that I should be a model. So probably modeling. Yeah. Ever, ever think about going back and finishing the book? Uh, that means I got to read it. I know that's the hard part. (laughs) Trust me. I know. My friend always asks me to finish the book and I'm like, I guess I could finish the book. What's Maybe. it about? What's what's the like, you know, the the 10 second summary? It's uh, it's it's actually about me, but in a more like pimpish way. So like maybe my alter ego as a pimp, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so serious though. So, uh, <laughs> that's what it's about. But it's also about like my childhood and how I grew up, like my struggles with relationships and um, um, basically how I came to be this tough person and then I became a pimp. Why did you stop? I was meaning to ask, but we've come back. Why did you stop writing the book? Um, I think I ran out of stuff to talk about because um, it, was, it was like a book slash diary yeah but yeah i kind of ran out of stuff to talk about and you just go back once you've got more i feel it feels like you're you're getting more more stuff but to it's talk about. been like seven or eight years like it's been a long time think of the material think of how much material <laughs> you've got <laughs> i got a lot i could do i could do a lot as you already know the hardest part is writing the first word once you start writing it just comes yeah, just like a song. Well, hey, your your proof the the proof's in the pudding. Like you're you're literally showing that you you could do it. You did mention though that you're like a perfectionist, like that you want everything to be absolutely perfect. How do you manage that side of it? Because like perfection is what we all strive for, but in reality, it's really hard to make a perfect song so how do you combat your want and your drive to have you know perfection but also knowing that at some point you're gonna have to release music as well um I really do have an ear for music like a lot of people come to me and say tell me how how this sound and tell me what I should do to make it better and that's been happening even even since before I was rapping so um I feel like it's hard sometimes because I don't like making stupid music and I want all my music to have a meaning. So like when I'm writing and, and I feel like something is weak, I will erase the whole song and start over. Like, so sometimes it's hard, but once, like you said, when you get that first word, it just flows out from there. Like when I'm feeling a beat and um, I'm in the vibe. It kind of flows once 
once I know what I'm talking about, I know exactly, I know my flow. I know exactly what I want to point out in the song. Um, and it, it's also difficult when I'm recording too, because like I've recorded a song five times and I still don't like it. And this is a song that I really wanted to put out when I recorded it, but I still haven't put it out. So it is difficult being a perfectionist because I know exactly how I want something to sound. I know exactly how I want my energy to be, but my energy might not be that way that day. So it's difficult. I feel like it's like OCD. How do you curb that? Like, how do you stop yourself from being like, stopping like literally stopping yourself from getting in your own way um I kind of so with the song situations I would listen to it over and over and then practice how I want it to sound after I've listened to like the rough version and just think about other things that would make the song pop because it may not be popping for me and then go back to the studio record roll up do that and get into my vibe get into my mode and just feel it and who do you have in the studio with you <laughs> this guy whoa, whoa. what's happening all the time part of recording is obviously important to have you know the support systems behind you so how do you find obviously your manager's instruction when it comes to like you know get out of your own head, you can do it. Or like, you know, this is the way we need to clean up that that side of the the encouragement and that side of the, the belief. Well, he's been doing this for a long time. So I feel like he got an ear for music too. And I like his music. So um, he, he, he really don't give me much constructive criticism because I am my own perfectionist. Like, if I'm really feeling a song after the studio and I turn around and I look at him and he'd be like, that was nice, <laughs> shorty, like, then I know, like, okay. And so does does he have to do the other the other part of it? Like, not give you constructive criticism, but, but like, you know, no, no, this sounds good. Like, you know, you, it, yeah, he He does. And sometimes I just feel like with me being a perfectionist, if he says, oh, this sounds good already, I still might have to prove him wrong. Because I, I always just have, like, I have how I want it to sound in my head. Like, I have it all. So if I do record it and it doesn't sound better, then, hey, he was right. <clears throat> we could stick to, like, what it was before. But I still always try to give it a try if I feel like it could be better. Yeah. And how did you guys meet? Like, how did you start working together? He asked me for a feature <laughs> on a song he wrote, and I loved it. Uh, and it's not out, but that is my favorite song. Just made me sad. But yeah, he asked me for a feature. It was on Instagram. He asked me for a feature, and it was a song. It's called Favorite Rapper Chick. And it was about me. Uh, and I just felt like he like studied my music and really got to know who I was through my music. And uh, I love the song. So I got on it. And ever since then, we've been working together. The, the real question is, when is that track going to drop? That is the real Period. question. The silence in the room for, for Mr. Manager to let us know when that's coming out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to work on that. We're going to get it out. We're going to work on it. <laughs> that is not fair, Lord. Like, do you know what you got to do? You got to put the pressure on, build hype, start promoting it, and you won't have it. He won't have a choice to, but to drop it. That's true. I'm a, I love favorite rapper chick, but I'm a perfectionist too. So like, there's things about it that I don't love just yet. Okay, but so why we can't get in the studio and fix it? See, now you got me in trouble. Thank you. <laughs> For real. I just like good music. That's it. So if there's a track that both of you love, I'm sure I'll love it too. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I like. I, it's her favorite <laughs> song. It's her favorite track. So 
you know, as if you both are perfectionists, I'm sure you'll you're doing a bang up job. So um, nah, I, I'm keen to see it as well. So my fans can hit you up as well, hopefully, and and get you to drop it. Um, so I can see the side eye. So just <laughs> <laughs> just just you want one want that to come out, but that's awesome. I the, the relationship between you two is clearly very strong. Like um it's really obviously a pleasure to me for me to be able to see that you guys are friends, not only in business together. So that obviously shows there's a lot of trust between you two. I'm secretly afraid of her, so I <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of I'm kind of forced to do what she wants me to do. <laughs> Whatever. So I don't know I why. Don't want her to outwrap me on any of my songs, so so like she can already do it. I just don't want her to do it on my song, so that's why I have to do what she says. Hey, that's a big compliment. Hey, that is that's a big compliment though. That so can't be mad with can't be mad at that. It is. But I mean, obviously, you like the. The, the connection obviously helps in, in the music that you put out. There's that trust. So I think that, you know, obviously it looks like a, a strong partnership in terms of you guys are on the same wavelength. You guys are on the same um, kind of beaten path. Um, and look, I don't know why you're scared of Shelly. She seems super nice. So uh, to me, I don't know, like maybe it's different in the studio when you're in your zone. You're like, yeah, you, you haven't short. seen her in the studio. You- you don't have to go through that torture of not knowing what she wrote and is about, about to record on the microphone. So you don't have to go through that because you know what you wrote is probably so far to what she wrote. So you don't have to deal with that. Well, I, but no, like, like what you like, like I'm pretty good. She's great. Like not even joking. Look, we'll bring it. We'll bring it back to you, Shelly. Obviously. Yeah. Is there anything in your hip hop journey that surprised you that like you expected one thing but got something else? Uh, yeah, because <laughs> because I just felt like so many people was like surprised that I came out and was rapping and was actually good, but they didn't really like you know share support, you know, do what fans would do basically because. They were just people that I knew. They weren't really fans. So I don't think people who close to you or around you understand that um, all you got to do is share something And nowadays, and that's how it is. Like, that's how you get seen, and that's all it takes. I don't know. I don't think people, like, think about that because they know me or because they know the artists. So do you think that people's perspective of you changed? Like, there are some people who came out the closet and were like, you know, started being critical or there are some people who kind of became closer to you. Was there any of that sort of like, you know, people changing their relationship with you or trying to change it? I feel like I would say maybe exes who do music probably were more like gave me criticism and stuff, but I'm a kind of like a jack of all trades like I do a lot of stuff so I mean it surprised people that I started rapping but it was like oh she doing this now like what else she gonna do like I feel like it was one of those moments yeah like people expect you to keep doing new things in a way yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you the last question I'm gonna and I always ask this to every single artist that I speak to um and it is is like I understand my behalf but if there was one album that everybody had to listen to other than your own, what album do you reckon they should listen to? Like, what's your recommendation? Trip. Sorry, what was that one? Trip. Vaginae Aiko. It's a, yeah, it's a very deep and, like, sensual and... Like it just gets you in your vibe and it makes you think and you just feel all the instruments and all the beats and her voice is like an angel. Like, I love that album. I listen to it like through, no skips. Well, I haven't checked it out. I've got a lot of homework to do. Everybody keeps giving me album suggestions that I haven't listened to. So I gotta, 
I got my own homework to do, but check it out. That's Shelly Banks' recommendation. Um, obviously, up and coming female artists, up and coming hip hop artists. If you haven't listened to her music, highly recommend. There are there's a bit in there for everybody. If you like flows, that's in there. If you like bars, that's in there. If you like more of a melodic sound, that's in there as well. So it's all in there. Um, follow her on Instagram as well, Shelly Banks Twitter. That's how we got in touch on Instagram. So if you're one of her fans, hit her up. And obviously she does a lot of work in the community as well. So um, if you want to support her in that vision, hit her up as well. But um, uh, Shelly, is there anything else you want to drop? Anything you want to you wanna plug as well? Uh, shout out to my mama. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I just pray that the, the world gets better and that Corona leaves and that 2021 is uh, the year that great things happen. I think you and I both, and I think the whole world is in agreement with that. And you're the first person who shout out to their mum. So um that you got a first so so i love that <laughs> what ain't nobody shout out they mama. i know i know shout out to my daddy too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well it's been awesome speaking to you um i do obviously wish you all the success um and obviously moving forward um I, as i said really great for me to speak to you and and see you as more than just, you know, an artist and I think for your fans as well to be able to see a different side of you and see like where you come from and kind of who you are rather than just what's on the music videos. And I think that there is real potential for you um, in terms of your ability to to go out. I can see the drive. I can see the hunger. So keep at it. Please don't stop. And hopefully Thank as well, you. we can see you come down to Australia and do a tour and then, uh, you know, and as yes. you said, it's one of your one of your yeah. places you want to go. So um, now you know at least one person down here. Yes, I do. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show. Please like, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram at the underscore slim fitty biggie committee. And stay tuned for our next podcast. Bye for now.